With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview for Villa's game at Wolves on Sunday. Right, Max, good to have you on again. Good to get you on a, on a proper channel. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? It feels a bit weird to be on. Yeah, no, no, I haven't been. I think the last time we were just saying, the last time you came on, we beat Birmingham 1 0 at St Andrews, so we definitely take that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling going into this game? I don't know, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the rivalry and derby and all that, but sure. just, it's another game in the Premier League away from home. It's going to be tough. They're a good side. Their fans will be up for it. I am a little bit nervous, but uh, yeah, it's a tough one to call. It really is. I'm not too sure how it's going to go. They're in Europa League action right right now, Max, and obviously so we don't know how the, how the result's going to end up, but do you think that'll give us any kind of advantage? Adama Traore was talking about it a little bit, but he kind of went about it in, in a weird way. Do you think it'll give us any advantage at all? Extra time to prepare? Um, I think it works both ways. I think it's a bit of a 50-50. Obviously, the, the standard way to go is that Wolves, I think they're playing a pretty strong side in the Europa League. So, you know, it worked both ways. Obviously, they'll be a little bit fitter, a little bit more sharper going into Sunday's game. But then again, I think they're putting out a strong side. So a lot of their players may be fatigued. I'm not too sure. Obviously, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, obviously, that's getting repetitive. It's not going to be easy for them. They don't have the biggest squad either. I've noticed that. And putting out a strong side in the Europa League isn't going to make the Premier League's uh, games easy. But it's a tough one. Like I said, they'll be much sharper going into the game. But giving us more time to prepare for this game in particular rather than looking at the, the Europa League game, it's going to be tough. But we'll see. I was starting to think it was a good thing. But then I remembered that they played in the Europa League and then went to the Etihad and beat Man City 2-0, which is no, no mean feat. So, like you say, I think it, it can work both ways. We spoke a little bit, well, we touched on him just then, Adama Traore and his comments. But talking about him as, as, as a footballer, Although we never really saw the best of it, best of him at Villa, he was very, very raw. He does kind of seem like he's got it together a little bit now. And in that Man City game, it was obviously him that, that scored the two goals. Last time he played against Villa, he, I think it, I think it would have been the playoffs. But Mid- Middlesbrough got absolutely pocketed, didn't he, by Alan Hutton? But it's fair to say he's come on since then. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a tough one. I think when he came in, it was a horrendous Villa side. I think everyone would say that. Um, but you could see the sort of potential was there. He got the ball and he just ran and ran and ran. But the end product, as everyone always says, was crap. He went to Borough, didn't have the best time since he's gone to Wolves. I think Nuno's done very well with him. Still, by any accounts, I don't think he's fully there yet. He's still very young. Um, watching the Europa League games in the past, he has got better since his time with Villa. He runs and runs. It's just the end product. He's getting a little bit better. It's just still not there yet. But defensively, his game as well, I think Nuno said, that's come on leaps and bounds as well. So as a player, as a complete player, I think he's getting a little bit better. But like I said, I don't think he's fully there yet. But I don't. he's a completely different player to the one we saw at Villa. So we've got to be wary of him 100%. Because I'd have never, ever, when he was at Villa, said, oh, yeah, that guy's going to go on and be able to play winging back. Because I would have just said, he hasn't got the now, so he, he can't do it going both ways. But like you say, like Dean Smith does with players, Nuno, Nuno's improved him and he's improved a, a fair few of their players. And their midfield as well. I don't think Neves has had, had the best start to the season from what I hear, but Moutinho's a class act. 
Oh, he is, yeah. I think that they've got a lot of quality all over the park. Like you said, I think a lot of people have made the comparison between uh, who's better, Grealish or Neves, but I think they're completely different players. I think Neves is more uh, defensive, obviously. Moutinho is just... He's played Champions League football with Monaco in the past. He's a very good player. Um, you know, he's got that sort of flair about him. He can ping a pass. It's just the sort of flair players that... You know, Mate Wolves a really good side and what took them to 7th last season, Neves and Moutinho in the midfield as well. Going forward, they're a class act as well. They've got a lot of quality and I think we really do need to be wary of that. Obviously, our real bit of quality is Jack Grealish, but at the time of filming, we're not sure whether he's going to play. How, how do you see that? Um, it's I don't know because I, I would have thought if he was fit, he would have been in the England squad. Um, obviously, there was a lot of talk about that on Twitter. Not really too happy but it kind of, kind of works in Villa's favour as well because he will focus on Villa 100% now will be with Dean Smith in training during the international break hopefully I don't know if he's fit obviously by the time people are watching this they'll probably know whether he's available or not um, it's a tough one I think like I think it, Dean Smith at the start of the week said that he'd be back towards the end of this week so about now so it's going to be tough. I think we didn't really miss him too much in the Liverpool game because I don't think that's the sort of game that he would have really had a massive impact on. Obviously, we had like 25% of the ball or something like that. So that isn't the sort of game that Grealish is going to thrive in. You know, I think the games that he's going to do well in is the game where we have the ball. He's able to have a really big impact on the game. And I think that will be the Wolves game. I think we'll be on the front foot for a lot of the game, hopefully. So I think this is a game he can thrive in. It's just a case of easy fit because I really think he can make an impact if he is fit. It's kind of the mixed messages, isn't it? Because the club kind of implied last week that he was he was back in training the day before the Liverpool game, and then the next week you hear, oh, he's he's back in training towards the end of the week. So it's that kind of I get why there has to be an element of smoke and mirrors around injuries, especially to someone as classy as Jack Grealish for the for the big games. But it's, the mixed messages worries me a little bit because I do you, I can't remember, but you know when he picked up that injury, the big injury last season. Yeah. Was it the kind of same thing around that? We, we were yeah, I was actually mixed thinking messages. that. He they, they backed off a lot. They said, you know, he'll be back this week, he'll be back next month. And then they just delayed it and it turned out to be four months. So I'm just praying that he isn't that bad. But we really don't know. I think it is worrying if he doesn't make the Wolves game. Obviously, it's good that there's an international break after yeah. the Wolves game to just so we can, you know, just focus on getting a little bit fitter there. But he's going to be a big miss. I think we are better stocked this season than we were last season if he was to have a longer-term injury. Um, Horahan obviously not getting... A loss of first team football this year compared to last year so we do have the reinforcements there but I don't think any of the players are the quality of Jack Grealish so we can only wait and see hopefully he's fixed if he's not it's a big old miss yeah I've tried to find out what's what's going on but his brother's gone completely out well so I've not managed oh, to dear. any information <laughs> at all I think you just touched on another interesting point a little bit in terms of you think Villa will have most of the ball I think I agree with you on that because I I think Wolves, they're quite, they're quite tight defensively. They obviously play their three at the back. They're very good at the formation they play. They know what they're doing. They, they vary with whether they play three central midfielders and two up front or two central midfielders, one up front and two wide. So they do vary it a bit. But that, that back three is generally quite solid and hard to break down. And they, they make themselves hard, hard to break down. They want to hit us on the break, don't they? That'll be their game plan. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it'll be a tough one to see if we, who, what the sort of possession stats are. I think Wolves... I've seen the stats. Villa this season, I think, in terms of just first half, I know we keep touching on it, it doesn't actually mean a fat lot, but it is actually quite interesting. Villa would be top of the league if only first uh, half's counted, which is mental, and Wolves would be bottom. So that's a bit of an interesting one. I think we will go there and try and hit them early as, as we do. But like you said, um, their back line, I think Willy Bolly's a big old miss for them. 
um, with an ankle injury. I think he's just had surgery on that, so he definitely won't play. Um, I don't think they're the tallest as well at the back. I'm not sure. I think Ryan Bennett's just coming back from injury as well. Um, Cody's not the biggest. So I think this is the sort of game that hopefully, I think we'll, we'll come on to it as well, Wesley could thrive in. But I think their back line is somewhere that we can, we can get out. I think obviously three at the back. Hopefully the wingers can get a little bit more forward. And if they can beat their wing backs, they can have a little bit more space there. But it is going to be an interesting one with the formation because I think we played Brighton, didn't we? And they had three at the back. Yeah. Um, and that, that was we made that a little bit more difficult than we probably should have. So it'll be interesting to see how Dean Smith goes into this, obviously then playing three at the back. We've obviously, we, we did a big segment on Wesley in our podcast at, at the start of the week. What, what are your opinions of him? I don't know whether you listen to the podcast, but Tom was a bit less supportive than me. I, I think there's a lot to, to work with Wesley and that it'll come good. What, what's your opinion? I did listen to the podcast. I thought I agreed with you a little bit more. I liked what you said. Um, I think I'm sort of 50-50. I think there's good things and obviously bad things for Wesley at the moment. Um, I think, you know, the way he was chasing down that ball in the 85th minute was really good. But with your, with your number nine, is that is that really all you can expect? I think we need a little bit more uh, from Wesley. Obviously, he's the same sort of age as Keenan Davis, and I think sometimes we do forget that. Yeah. But it's it's gonna it's gonna be tough for him, I know. But I just kind of want him to do a little bit more. Whether we're putting whether we're putting a little bit too much pressure on him, I don't know. Because you look at Haller from West Ham, that he's scored the same amount of, uh, of goals as Wesley. Um, Joel Linton from Newcastle. So I think they were like double the price as well. So yeah, I don't think we can be too harsh on Wesley. Um, I do sort of want to see a little bit more because when you watch the games, I don't, I can't remember too many shots that he's actually had. I think his positioning is a little bit dodgy. Um, I think uh, a couple of times on Saturday when we played Liverpool, Trezeguet was bombing down the wing and Wesley was sort of pottering on the halfway line. I think his positioning, positioning has got a lot to work on. But I think if you give him the service and he's in the right place, like we saw at Norwich, he can be a really good player. And I just think over time, I think there's a lot to come from Wesley. It's going to be tough for him, of course. We just need to cut him a little bit of slack. And we don't even have too many options because I'm not the biggest fan of Kodger at all. I think Wesley keeps the shirt and hopefully he can just fulfil his potential eventually. He's going to be tough, but hopefully I, I, he's a good player. You can see the makings of a good player in there, but it's going to take time and I'm, I'm prepared to give him that time 100%. So we've got to talk about it, the, the rivalry with Wolves. Let's, let's put, it, put it this way. It's, it's a little bit more one-sided with, with them. I don't think we're that bothered by the rivalry. I think we find them more of an annoyance the way that they go on about the club. I, I sent to you off, off camera before we started. I think this is the first West Midlands derby in the Premier League for four years. So that's good to see because we want to see more of the West Midlands teams in, in the big leagues, don't we? As much as I would not, miss, I don't miss the nerves with the Birmingham game, I would like to see us all in there in, in the mix in the Premier League. It'd be good. But what, what do you make of the rivalry? I don't really know because oh, I think before... You know, they, they blitzed the championship and obviously went up to the Premier League. I don't think there was a lot there. I think, obviously, I think I was watching um, a Wolves game the other day and I think there was a stat they put out um, six years ago. They were playing Carlisle in League One and they drew 1-1 or something like that. So, you know, I've got massive, massive respect for what they've done as a club. Um, they've absolutely, they've they, they run really well. Yeah, they've got, the, obviously, the, the talent is in there and that's really good to see. They're a really good side, obviously, Europa League. They've pushed for Europe now. But I, I, I don't see it. I think I, this might become across as arrogant, but Villa have always been the top dogs, let's put it that way, in terms of trophies, history. And yeah, Villa are talking about history, etc. But there you go. I think every, every Midlands club 
wants to compete with Villa, that might be me being arrogant, but fair play to Wolves, they've done a job, and of course they're going to come up and, and brag about being bigger than Villa, it's weird, their, fan, their fans are a little bit giving it big, the whole mind the gap thing goes over my head, I don't understand that, because we've been above them for like the past 40, 50 years and haven't sung it once, so it is a bit of a weird one, I don't see it myself, but I'm sure it'll be a different story on Sunday when, when we get in the ground, it'll be a tasty one, that's for sure. You more want to want to beat them, not because of the the rivalry aspect. Because to me, Birmingham is the one I care about. We we hate each other. They absolutely detest us. We hate them as well. West Brom, because I think we've played them more in my lifetime. That that's a rivalry that that I care about, and I, I want to do well against them, and I want to make them look silly. But as you say, Wolves, I've never really had any animosity towards them. There was obviously the stupid stuff with our owners at the time and the people behind the scenes with Mendes. Where I think looking back, that was a bit of a lack of class from Aston Villa. At the times, the complaints going into the EFL about the way Wolves were running. To be fair, at the time, I tweeted stuff about that as well. I hold my hands up. That that was a lack of class and I, and I was wrong. They, they've set up very well, as you say. But when they go to Man City and they're winning 2-0 and they're singing Mind the Gap Aston Villa, I just think, why? Just, just, just enjoy the win. What's it got to do with Villa? I know, it is a weird one, like you said, I think Al I think it goes Blues, Albion, Wolves, but I think Wolves is far behind those two. I think I'll sp I speak to some um, you know, older Villa fans and they, they hate West Brom more than they hate Blues. I think yes. obviously that, that was going on sort of back in the day. I, I think when I was at Albion away last season, the geezer behind me was talking to me about how big this rivalry actually is. And I don't think I sort of appreciated that. But like you said, Blues, Albion for me, obviously Blues at the top, is the real derby. I, I don't, it's not a derby Wolves. It's sort of like a, obviously locations there with the rivalry, people working with Wolves fans, etc. But yeah. it's, it's not as big as Albion and Blues. I think everyone can say that. But Wolves, looking at them, it's a different story to be fair. But almost because of the way they, they react to, towards Villa, that almost, it doesn't make it a rivalry, but that makes me want to want to win more because of the way they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just it just it just winds us up, doesn't it? I think they're pretty much wind up merchants with the whole mind yeah, the gap thing. Why not sing it about West Brom, your actual rivals? You know, it is a weird one, but we just got to get over that. I, I purely want to win just just because of that, not because I hate Wolves as a club, just because their fans wind me up with the whole mind the gap thing. That's the bit that annoys me, actually, what, you, what you've just said, is that like, there seems to be, sometimes they'll be like, you'll see West Brom and Wolves alliance against Villa, and I just think, Villa and Birmingham, that would never happen. Yeah, so that, I know, yeah. Just, I, before, the cup, before the cup game, I think I saw, uh, I think it was an Albion fan tweeted that he wanted Wolves to beat us, and it was like, anyone but Villa. What's that about? Yeah, weird. that's weird. I mean, as I say, I'm not knocking them as a club, because they've done no. very, very well, and, and if we yeah. were to do what they did last season, this season... I'd be absolutely delighted because you can't knock that seventh in your first season back's an incredible achievement and I think Nuno gets the club I think they've got some good players they've got a good recruitment policy now that they, they seem to be able to pull players from the continent that are, are big big players to be fair good players who are hot prospects and fair players them the, the way it's worked but for me where Aston Villa will, will always be bigger than them come back to me in 10 years time if you've consistently finished ahead of us and, and won something then you might have a leg to stand on but at the moment just because you finish ahead of us twice and you're in the Europa League I'm not having that yeah that's probably probably I, I agree with you there mate fair enough <laughs> good stuff go on then let's finish with a, with a prediction Max give me a prediction oh gosh I think I've touched it already. I think we'll be 1 0 up at half time, standard. Uh, I think it, is, it seems to happen every single game this season. I think we'll, be, we'll go 1 0 up, we'll hit them fast. But I think I think it's going to be a draw. Wolves yeah. are the draw specialists. I think they've drawn 7 out of 11 games in the Premier League this season, which is ridiculous. Um, so I think it'll be a draw. I'm going to say 2 2. Villa to take the lead and Wolves to get a, a last minute goal, unfortunately. That's just how I see it. I think the same as you in terms of I think we'll be 1-0 up at half-time because we do, we do start games well, it's statistically proven and you can visibly see it with your eyes as well that we, we start like a train 
at times yeah. in the first half, but I think 70, 70 80 minutes they'll, they'll equalise and it'll, it'll be a 1 1, as you say. Wolves like a draw, so I'm going to go for 1 1. Villa goal scorer? I fancy Wesley. I do fancy That's Wesley nice. in this game. I think he'll get one and then standard McGinn will get the other one. Yeah, I'm going to go McGinn for, for the one goal in my prediction. So, cool. Thanks very much for coming on, Max. Really enjoyed talking to you. And obviously, good luck on Sunday at the game. And if you are at the game on Sunday or not at the game, make sure you're checking out Max's vlog. I don't know when that will come out, Max. You might be able to enlighten me. Sunday night, hopefully, if I can get back in time. So, keep an eye for that one. Yeah, good, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, then. Well, thanks very much, Max. All the best. Cheers for coming on. Nice one. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.